0: Baltimore Sports & Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations on the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. Welcome in to Sports Tonight. Joined, as always,
1: by BSL, NFL, analyst Sid Seraf. It's Tuesday night. Uh, we're talking NFL because we've got three games on the Thursday Thanksgiving slate. Excited to talk about that with Sid. Uh, Sid, we spent some time last week speaking on uh, Minnesota. Sounds like dogs interested too. I'm
0: gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pause you for a second, man. Yeah,
1: well, i go back. Welcome into Sports Night. It's Tuesday, uh, November 22nd. We're a couple days away from Thanksgiving and three games on the slate. I'm joined, as always, by my BSL, NFL colleague, analyst Sid Seraf. Sid, excited, as always, to talk to you. Uh, we spent some some time last week speaking on Minnesota, so let's start with them again. Uh, they entered Sunday 8-1. and uh, they were regularly winning one-score games uh, after a 40-3 to three beating at home to Dallas. They're still 8-2, and two, but they actually now have a negative uh, point differential. So where are we currently with the Vikings? Well, it was funny.
0: I remember we us ta- talking about this last week, and I was saying, you know, it's going to really come down to the defenses. And it uh, seemed like Dallas sort of took the mantle for both teams on that one. Uh, that was that was ridiculous. I mean, they got outgained 458 to 183 on on the day. So, I mean, of course, it figures like the right after I had pumped them up and given them a lot of credit and ranked them so high, they go out and just lay an egg. And the funny part about the NFL is that, you know, I, I didn't come up with this. I've heard a lot of people say this. They go, you're not as bad as your best win- or excuse me, you're not as good as your best win and not as bad as your worst loss. Yeah, and so I don't I think this is just one of those games where it just got to be so ridiculous that I really can't I don't feel that you can really learn a whole lot from it. But uh I mean that was bad, they were at home, and
1: uh it, 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 like that. that uh you know the saying is very true, right? Uh you're it's a week to week league, it's health, it's matchups, uh and you're somewhere in between on that spectrum of uh, your best and the worst. Uh yeah, I think that's kind of a largely an aberration, a 40 of three. But uh, I guess what was a little telling was the, uh, the Cowboys defense, as you mentioned, just having uh, their way, at least their their front seven with Minnesota. That would be what I'd be looking. Plus, it's another game with Jefferson bl- uh, blanketed. So if we're going to take you out, what else are you going to do, Cook and, and whoever else, you, you know, to, you know, giving themselves a chance to win. Uh, but interesting game. Just something, you know, something else there learned. Uh, let's stay in the NFC. San Francisco last night, they blasted the cards in Mexico. Uh, the Niners, they've won their last three. Uh, obviously, they had the McCaffrey edition. Where does San Francisco currently fall in the NFC hierarchy for you? I'm not
0: the only one who feels this way. They're arguably the most exciting team in this in the league right now uh how they played yesterday I mean they just they destroyed the Cardinals and the Cardinals are a mess I mean we all know that I mean them and the Rams have been just a huge disappointment sorry I had to plug the Rams at some point in this uh, podcast but uh they uh are really really exciting to watch their defense is great and they they're hot they're really really hot and I'm excited to see where they go this this is in my opinion they're a Super Bowl contender Right now, and they're the team that I think nobody wants to play.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, And I look at the NFC, and uh, you know, we'll give respect to Philly for what they've achieved, but I kind of feel like San Francisco is going to be right there at the end, Uh, and and we'll uh, uh, we'll see where the next few weeks go with them. As we said at the top, you got three games uh, coming up Thursday. Let's look at each. Uh, Buffalo played Cleveland in Detroit Sunday. They now face the Lions in the Motor City Thursday afternoon. Uh, Detroit has won their last three. Buffalo enters as a a nine-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, Did the Lions cover? And What are you looking to see from the Bills here?
0: I always get scared when you see these big spreads. I mean, nine-and-a-half, especially in the NFL, is a lot of points. I mean, Detroit looked good last week, but again, it's a short week, but the Bills aren't going anywhere. And I think what they – with the Bills, they really needed that game on Sunday. They really needed that performance. They didn't turn the ball over. They haven't done that a lot this season. Um, and – but, well, as far as the big spread goes, I mean, the one thing that the – if you had to pick one thing that the Bills do really well is score, and the one thing that Detroit does really bad is play defense. So this is – a this is a good matchup. If there's like again, I usually try to stay away from nine and a half point spreads or anything above that. But this one has actually a really good chance of going. But we'll see. Uh, by the way, you know, I was looking this up. Do you know that the Lions are 37, 40, two, 43 and two on Thanksgiving? It feels. I right know that I've here. watched
1: an, an awful lot of Detroit losses, and I gotta that's, think. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I gotta think the the, the wins must have come uh, pre nineteen. 79 when I was born because I have I have no memory of like
0: <laughs> I was
1: thinking
0: that I was like I can't remember a game they won on Thanksgiving. If they uh, did, I I maybe I missed it or maybe I you know it it feels like every day. year they,
1: they roll in at like three and seven and uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's every year I'm like, well, maybe this will be the year they're entertaining And it, No, not so much. But And I always root for them too, but and it's just it's uh, Yeah, rooting, rooting for them uh, Thursday. Wanna see them just uh you know, making the game extend it and uh it's good they've won their last three and, and they do have some offensive uh components, so maybe they can uh, put some points up and make it interesting and uh we'll see there. Uh, the late game Thursday, you got the uh, matchup in the NFC East. Uh, Giants traveling to Dallas, both teams 7-3. and three. Dallas 4-1 at home, New York 3-1 away. Dallas also a nine-point favorite. We mentioned the Cowboys beating of Minnesota at the outset. New York lost at home to the Lions this uh, past week, with Barkley getting just 22 yards on the ground over 15 carries. Obviously, an important game for each team. I think, you know, what we've seen from New York at this point, to me, they have a path to winning games, but their margin for error is uh, pretty low. What are you expecting to see here?
0: Well, we covered the Cowboys' defense, you know, a few minutes ago. But with the Giant, excuse me, with the Cowboys, I mean, Tony Pollard is just is he's on fire. I mean, they they got to just keep feeding him the rock because he's he's killing it now. And they had Zeke finally back—not uh, finally, but they had him back after he missed some time with that injury. And he did great, you know. I mean, that nice balance they were able to strike. It—you know—got you Zeke running for those tough yards, getting that couple of touchdowns. And Pollard, he had almost 200 total yards. He was catching the ball out of the backfield like a demon. Uh, I mean, it's really good. I mean, they—they—they've uh, they've found a nice balance. And when their defense is on, I don't know if there's a better team in the league, really. I mean it's pretty crazy what they've been able to accomplish. And I look to look forward to seeing how this progresses. This division race is not over. It's not over in the NFC East. I mean, the Eagles had this great start, like we talked about, but Dallas keeps playing like this and they keep improving. I like their chances to, to steal that NFC East title. Now, meanwhile, the giants, you know, they lost, but actually Daniel Jones played pretty well. I think he played one of his better games that mm-hmm. he's had, you know, and, uh, But, you know, when you have Saquon Barkley just getting stuffed up and then, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to lose to a bad team at home. So it's like you said, I mean, they need they need everything to go very, very well and kind of hope maybe their opponent makes a couple of mistakes, which you'll be able to get some wins in the regular season that way. Does that really make is that indicative of having long term success, especially in the playoffs? No.
1: Uh, to echo your thoughts on the Cowboys, and I know we, we both said it last week, uh, it wasn't so much an indictment on Prescott, but they're just a better team if they have kind of that run first mentality <laughs> and work off of that. And, uh, yeah, when they do that, uh, you know, they're a pretty good looking team. Uh, and if they can play from ahead and they get that blitz going, they're, they're, uh, you know, pretty dangerous. Uh, so, bringing things full circle, we've got the late game Thursday night. That's uh, the Patriots traveling to Minnesota. Patriots beat the Jets Sunday. Uh, looked like a game where the forward pass was apparently not allowed. Uh, New England has won their it's last. Well back <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. New England's won their last three. Uh, they might make the playoffs, but there has to be concern with Mac Jones here in his second year. So, what are your current thoughts on the Pats and uh, – who wins this game and why? Well, the one
0: thing I will lean towards is the Vikings because, especially in a week after you get embarrassed, you're gonna be a uh, game after you get embarrassed. Granted, it was only four days ago. Well, you know when the game happens, but uh, this will be the start of four straight prime time games for the for the Patriots. We're gonna find out a lot about them, and the entire uh, viewing audience will. There's no more watching them on Red Zone on a one o'clock Eastern start, but. Um, The one thing that's going in the Pats' favor is that the Vikings aren't very good against the pass. I mean, their secondary has a lot of big names on it, but they've really underperformed. They haven't really played really particularly well. As far as if you check the rankings, they're not high at all. I think they're bottom five in the league. I think against the they are really bad. Uh, And the Patriots right now have, they're having some offensive line issues. We'll see if David Andrews plays or Isaiah Wynn. They're both kind of nursing injuries. The running game hasn't really been great. So I think you're going to see an inspired performance out of, the, uh, out of the Vikings here, especially, you know, on the heels of that ugly loss. But it is Kirk Cousins in prime time, so. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, you got to got to count for that. Got to count for Belichick. But, yeah, I'm leaning with you. I just can't imagine Minnesota's going to come up uh, uh, a second week at home there and just uh, and, and not be up for that game. And figure... <laughs> One other thing, though, the Patriots are very
0: good against the pass. Yeah. I and mean, they allow less than 200 yards a game throughout the year, and I think they're second in the league to the Cowboys and sacks. So they, they've not-
1: got a quality defense. Uh, they've kept them in a lot of games. I mean, the skill position is not going to wow you. And, and going again back to Mac Jones there, I mean, uh, we mentioned it way earlier in the year when the Ravens played uh, the Patriots, and that was my first time really looking at him, and I was just – I you know, I just thought maybe there was a little bit more there than, uh, than what I – saw that day, but he's uh looked like some regression here in year two. I don't know how much is, is uh how accurate that is or how he's dealing with, you know, they lost McDaniels and I guess Patricia is sorta of serving as as the offensive coordinator there, but it's uh didn't seem like I think they didn't really want to name somebody, so maybe that's part of the yeah, part no, of the deal. Kind of that, yeah.
0: That worked. He was a defensive guy now suddenly I don't know,
1: it, it, it's um uh, but you know um if they're going to stay in the uh playoff race and if he's uh you know be interested if he stays uh stays as a starter or if potentially they go to uh, Zappia uh, down, down the stretch there but uh yeah that's a good game uh, uh, nice uh, slate of games there on Thursday all of them uh Look fairly entertaining. Uh, so getting past that, uh, you've got uh, – here's the question for you. You've got Kansas City, Philly, and Buffalo. You can have them, or you can have the field to win the Super Bowl. Which side are you taking there?
0: I'm going to take the field. Yeah. I think in this in this season where anyone can beat anyone, there's really no runaway dominant team. I just have – with the way the 49ers are playing uh, better, the way the Dolphins are playing, uh, you get – it's just one and done in the playoffs, man. And uh, even the Titans out there, the Ravens, they're not an easy out. So if you're going to get – It feels the- like a lot of teams
1: are capable of, uh, 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 you know, uh, I'm, I eight, nine, maybe ten teams, I think you can kind of make a, a, a you know case for getting getting to the Super Bowl – And you could probably make a case for 12 teams, 12, 13 teams of winning a game in the playoffs and and, knocking somebody out, you know. uh, uh, So, yeah, I would still take the field as well there. I mean, you've got Kansas City's now kind of uh, maybe they've taken the mantle as the favorite in the AFC uh, Buffalo, I think, is still kind of regarded by most as the best overall team, and then Phillies, of course, had a pretty dominant year. So, but I feel like there are there are a handful of teams behind them uh, that that match up on any given uh on any given Sunday. I'll take the depth as well there. Uh, so going around the league a little bit more, we'll go to the AFC North where. Uh, And talk about Pittsburgh for a second. Obviously, Tomlin doesn't look like he's going to extend his streak of uh, 500 or better seasons. But, you know, he's not going to be fired, nor does he obviously deserve uh, to be let go. Uh, The Steelers have a quality defense. Uh, You saw that again as Watts got back. Uh, You know, really all three levels for the Steelers is pretty pretty strong defensively. Uh, they've got some offensive weapons. Uh, have you seen Pickett? Uh, if so, what are your impressions there? I mean, he's showing progress. I
0: mean, he has, I mean, he's not great. Obviously he's still a rookie. He's still making mistakes, but, but there, is, there well. has been some
1: progress. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I
0: mean, he played well in the first half against the Bengals and the Steelers kind of hit a brick wall in the second half offensively, but, Look, they've got uh, you know a good young receiver and George Pickens. Uh, there's going to be some rough, you know, some rough, you know, road ahead in the short in the short term. We'll see what happens. Obviously, you want to keep you know hoping that he takes step forward. And you know, I don't know if we can officially shut the door on their not reaching 500 because I've seen him pull it out of his hat, Mike Tomlin. I'm talking about in the past. So uh, they have some winning uh, winnable games on their uh, schedule coming up. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, obviously it doesn't look good as of right now. And, listen, all good things have to come to an end, especially in this league. It's just you're going to run into one of those seasons every now and again.
1: It's I can see happen. them being a uh, playoff contender again, uh, you know, as soon as next year. Sure. Uh, and, you know, pick it. i watched watch it a little bit uh, Sunday, uh, maybe a little bit more. Physical skills, than like a Jones, or but not an overwhelming arm. But again, a guy similar in a similar vein, you can probably build a team around him and win. Especially when he's a quarterback early on in this initial rookie contract, not costing anything, and you can have a uh, you know deeper team. He's just not going to be the guy that's driving the cart, and uh, but they can build a team around him. I think you know a bigger thing for them probably fixing their offensive line. Really getting that, that running game going oh, 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 you know, with him, getting a play action game going, and then yeah, having the defense. Their right. running game has been there the last couple of years. Uh, again, keep going around the league a little bit here. You got the 28 semifinalists for the NFL Hall of Fame were announced. Uh, who would you support getting that uh, bust in Canton? I mean, there's a lot of good names on that list. I
0: just, uh, if I had to pick, I picked, a, I picked three. I like Joe Thomas. Uh, I like Demarcus Ware, and uh, I like Tory Holt.
1: Yeah, I thought you mentioned uh, Holt, and I thought he, I thought he could uh, be deserving. I mean, he was a, uh, that was a pretty strong career that, that he had. A lot of consistent uh, uh, years there. A hundred percent. Yeah, he was such
0: a reliable target. He was on. Um, um, a part of that amazing uh, Rams Super Bowl team, uh, you know, greatest show on turf. And then there's a lot of other names that I like. I mean, there you got, like, Steve Smith Sr. I mean, I, I could see him getting – I don't know. I was looking into the – James Harrison's there on that list. I like him too. But then, uh, you know, then you nitpick, then you go through his resume, and you're like, okay, well, he was only a four-time Pro Bowler, maybe a one-time, you know, and this and that, and then I start <laughs> – Doing the things that I hate, you know, just doing like resume checking, you know, which is not really, you know, always the fairest way to go about it. But, you know, then you also got other guys that just don't, I just, they're good players. I, That's the problem, I think, with the Football Hall of Fame is that they're starting to, when they're going with these seven guys every year, you're starting to get players that are like, okay, he was good. But did I, can you tell the story of the NFL without that guy? And sometimes, an el- yeah. some of these Hall of Famers, I'm like, "Yeah, you can probably, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily think about it." I'm just going. I mean, Anquan Bolden, Rondé Barber, Eric Allen, Jared Allen, you know, some
1: great. Players. Yeah, there, there, there are there are a lot of really good players on the, on that list, but uh, it really kind of goes to your definition of what is a what is a Hall of Famer and what's the Hall. Of- Words at the hall, very good. Uh, um, I, I just, yeah, I, I'll stick on two names there: Bolden and Steve Smith, since they had the Ravens ties. Yeah, uh, that's good. uh I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying I'm picking them, just I'm uh, sticking on them for a second. Uh, Bolden really loved his physicality, at, at, you know, on the outside. A uh, move the chains guy, and during that Super Bowl run. Ravens' second Super Bowl there just uh, play huge playoffs uh, with him made a big difference. Career numbers are pretty strong, but it was the passing air, so it's like it's you know it's it's very hard to evaluate when you're comparing you're comparing back. My my sense always that he was a a quality receiver, not an elite receiver. That was my my take. Steve Smith obviously his. The primary part of his career was in Carolina. Some uh, huge years there. I think most people remember the Super Bowl, uh, him and the uh, with the Panthers versus the Patriots, and he, you know, uh, performing there. Loved his mentality as well. He was kind of a big game player and uh, played bigger than his size. You yeah, know, you can make, you can make an argument. I. I Again, I kind of saw him more as very good versus, um, you know, a definitive Hall of Famer. I know some people will have like a Devin Hester, just if they're going to vote on special teams. Uh, probably yeah. not. Uh, Andre Johnson was another name. It kind of uh, stood out, but probably not the career la- overall length of of excellence. But maybe I have to take a, maybe I have to take another look there. Uh, some other good names, let's see, Fred Taylor, uh, Reggie Wayne. Um, Even like someone like Ricky Waters, who uh,
0: yeah, if, you remember, right. if you remember him back in the day, I mean, he was electric for a few years there. He was really, really good. But I think a lot of the older writers hold that alligator arms play that he had in that one game against him. And, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, I'm like, I wouldn't want to go over the middle either and get creamed like that. But uh
1: Willie Anderson. Ar- yeah. yeah. Patrick Willis,
0: who played really well but didn't have the longest
1: career, you know. Yeah, you mentioned James Harrison. That's another one I could see, and uh, he was at yeah, least a defensive player of the year. Yeah, Dwight Freeney had a. You know, I, I'm not sure where he finished in the uh, sacks total, but he's got to be fairly high up there. Uh, at least for, he was for the decade, but I'm not sure you know, cumulatively. You know, a lot of good, uh, and I guess. Uh, Yeah, staying at the Baltimore Pittsburgh angle, I see Hines Ward is also there. You know, he was interesting in that he was a you know great blocking back and receiver, and he uh, yeah very well productive. I I think Smith was a better wide receiver than Ward, but uh, Ward did have a a strong all around game. You know, (laughs) give him that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) They changed the rules because of him, too, right? Yeah, right. Because of his uh, crackback blocks.
1: So we went over the uh, Thursday slate. I think the Thursday games all look pretty good. The Sunday slate is pretty rough, uh, at least for me. Most interesting game that I saw was uh, Cincinnati traveling to Tennessee. So, what is your thought on that uh, AFC matchup? Well, you've got, still
0: got injuries that
1: are a problem. I mean, they're favored on the road,
0: which, you know, they're by a point and a half. But I mean, Jamar Chase are you know being cautious with him as they should. You know, he's still I think he's eligible to you know do team activities this week. But they're in no rush to get him. At least they shouldn't be, especially with the hip injury and the fact that they're in they're in. A, if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. Or I think they're the last, they'd be the last uh, wild card team, which is amazing because they started out zero and two and now they're six and four. So they, they've really done a good job. But then the injury issue, then Joe Mixon getting a concussion that doesn't help. I mean, Sumaji P. Ryan did a great job, though. I mean, three touchdowns. I mean, it's pretty good in relief. you got to have two good running backs nowadays in this league. You really do, especially because with the amount of injuries that there are, you need someone who's reliable and a backup quarterback, too. But uh, the Titans have won seven of their last eight. They've got a comfortable lead in the division. I don't know. At first, I thought maybe this game will really mean a lot for the Titans, just because you know they did lose to the Bengals at home in the playoffs last year. But then I'm kind of like, hey, does it really matter?" I don't. I don't really. Know. <laughs> you know, it's a regular season. I don't know if they're really going to freak out that much about that. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the home team here, which is a lame answer, but I think that's. I think that's uh, what I'm going to. I,
1: I think it's the right call. on me. Um, I saw a bit of the Bengals the other day and. Uh, even with um, uh, the aforementioned wide receiver out. Uh, I'm sorry, I just drew a blank. Oh, Chase. Just meant, yeah, Chase. Without Chase, I mean, still a uh, quality offense. Burrow's going to give them a chance, but the offensive line continues not to give Burrow much of a chance. He continues to get buried m- most weeks. Uh, he, so um, and you can see he makes quick decisions. He, he moves around the field, and he gets rid of the – ball really quick, but, like, it's got to be playing a factor. I mean, he's getting hit, like, seven, eight, nine times a game, it seems, pretty much every week, and that's, uh, I don't know. Uh, I also don't know if the uh, Bengals are going to be able to slow Henry. I feel like Henry is just going to (laughs) kind of go off a little bit uh, there, but uh, that's a game to look forward to the weekend, but we got Thursday first. We'll check out those three games. Sid, thanks for uh, being flexible, joining us today. Enjoy uh, Thursday. Uh, any special uh, food dishes that you uh, your family has to have? Uh, anything unique that you guys do?
0: I went to a Thanksgiving meal once, and they did not have gravy. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, my entire family was upset. <laughs> Believe me, there was, uh, there was some really hot talk in the car ride home, let me tell you that. Uh, but I, I'm a stuffing guy. I, I like, I like stuffing. That's, that's the star of the show to me.
1: All right. All right. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your time with our family. Thanks again. Enjoy the games, man. Take care. All right,
0: man. Take care.